Welcome to the Center Point Pentecostal Church Podcast. We hope that this podcast finds you well and that you are ready for a life-changing message from one of our outstanding and anointed ministers. If you like this podcast, please be sure to give us a follow and a five-star review on your favorite podcasting app. Now let's get to today's message. Today, just for a little while, I want to... I probably may wind up teaching in this place this morning. And whatever God wants me to do, I want to be led by His Spirit. Amen. Praise the Lord. The, you know, Jesus' disciples was around, around Him long enough to know that He had powerful prayers. And His prayers would not only move Him, but it would move people around them and around Him. And so His disciples desired to be taught how to pray. And so they came to Jesus one day and they said, Jesus, teach us how to pray. And you know what Jesus did? Exactly that. In Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to start in verse 9 this morning, it says it like this, after this manner or pattern, therefore pray ye our Father, which is or in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day and forgive our debts and our debtors. Forgive. Forgive our debts and our debtors. Forgive. Let me go. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. I never seen this before in my whole entire life. As many times as I read this prayer, I never seen this. It never stuck out to me like this. It says, deliver us from evil. When you don't forgive, it's evil not to forgive. He speaks it right here. Deliver us from evil, for thou is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For just a little while, I want to preach on living in freedom. Living in freedom. If you have your Bibles, why don't you just put them down for just a few minutes? And let's just worship the Lord before I preach in the name of Jesus. Father, we praise you, we praise you, and we magnify you, Lord God. Worthy is your holy name and greatly is to be praised. Hallelujah, Jesus, worthy you are, God, and you may be seated. Living in freedom. Hallelujah. I really want somebody under the sound of my voice today free from whatever is in your spirit or whatever is in your heart or whatever is stopping you from going forward with God. Whatever is stopping you from being faithful to God. Whatever is stopping you from totally believing in Jesus. I want to help you this morning. We hear the word forgiveness a lot. 
but unfortunately is more spoke about than act on. Amen. We speak about forgiveness, but how many people actually forgive one another? That is why I believe in the world we live in, there are so many hurting people all around us, in our church, in our families. Come on. In our neighborhood, in, a, in the world we live in. That's why there are so many hurting people because it's spoke about more than is act on. Amen. Brother Mick, they, in this church, they ain't a person understand what I'm about to say right now. But this pastor is Holy Ghost proud of you, Brother Mick Borlaum. Come on, that is the perfect, perfect will of God for each and every one of us. Forgiveness is probably one of the elementary ABCs as being a Christian, right? Or it should be. As being a Christian, we ought to be the most forgiving people that ever walked on this planet. Come on, somebody. If you claim Christ, then you have a spirit inside of you can forgive anybody for whatever they did or said against you. Oh, uh, it's going to get tough in here, but that's all right. I've preached in tough services before, but I'm not going to stop what I, not stop to say what I have to say to you and I today. Amen. But if we truly understand forgiveness. Come on, we can truly live a life of freedom. We could. But it's so simple, truly. It's so simple to truly forgive people. I can remember years ago, Sister Melissa, I had a good friend of mine that really cut me deep. He speared me with a lot of spears. I'm pretty sure if you would have held my body in the sun, you're going to see a bunch of lights, highlights coming through me. But he just about tried to destroy me. False accusations lied upon me, said stuff that was not true. But what I was supposed to do is act like Jesus. Sometimes it's just hard <laughs> to act like Jesus. You know, like my old buddy told me, it's an eye for an eye, it's a tooth for a tooth. That's old scriptures, Old Testament, don't believe that stuff. It's forgive those seven times 70 a day. And it doesn't matter what they do against you and I. We got to have a heart of forgiveness. But I can remember this gentleman, I love this man, and he just drugged my name. He tried to break me in any and every way he could. But I realized the Lord God Almighty who has forgiven me wants me to also forgive him. So I never retaliated. I, I just continued to love when I seen him. I loved on him. I just loved him, Brother T. Paul. Nothing was going to stop me from loving him. And I'll go further than that, Brother Rodney Wally. There ain't nothing you can do to make me hate you. I will never hate no one. Because that is not 
the will of God. And I continue to love, and I continue to give respect, and I continue just to reach, reach like I've never reached before. Because I knew something on the inside wasn't right. There was a spirit that he, he picked up somewhere that wasn't of God. And I knew it wasn't a man himself. It was a spirit that was within him. And you know what I did, Brother Jason? As much as I wanted to take care of business with my physical being, God did not allow me to. I continue to love. And you know what happens? This probably a year, year and a half before this gentleman died. He come to my house with tears rolling down his face. And he says, brother, I want to ask for forgiveness. I've done you wrong. And I'll cut you all up. And I've said lies against you, but I ask you to forgive me. You know what I said? You are forgiven. And we want God to forgive us. But listen to me. If you never learn to forgive people, you'll never get, oh my God, you'll never get forgiveness from God. I don't know who I'm talking to in this place this morning, but I came in here with a word for somebody in, under the sound of my voice. Hear me. The only way we can do that, we must understand the forgiveness that God has given us. And the reason why God has to forgive people is because there is no perfect people in our world. There's not even perfect people that are pastor. Come on, we are just forgiven. We are not perfect. We are forgiven only, but we are not perfect. But when we realize there's no perfect people around us, the more we are thankful for the Lord's forgiveness, the easier it is to forgive others of their faults and their mistakes. Come on, somebody. When I realized I did not deserve grace and I did not deserve mercy, definitely did not deserve forgiveness but when I knelt down at an old fashioned altar and said God forgive me I am a sinner I'm lost my life is a wreck but the God of the universe the God of, of the King of Kings stepped down that day on earth and forgave me of all my sins so who am I not to forgive people when they ridicule me or they talk about me or they slander me who am I but I have the same spirit as my Jesus to forgive anybody and everybody for everything. Amen. I'm talking to some people in this place today. And I know you said, Brother Beard, it's hard to forgive those that cut you deep. And they got some people under the sound of my voice right here. Some of you have been cut real deep. There's some deep scars that only God could mend back together again. Hey, just not long ago, I was working on a car and a motor fell on my, on my finger and it put me 29 stitches on my, my middle finger. And, 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 and today you can see the scars and you can see where some of the stitches are and were, I mean. And you can see the imprints of the stitches. But the awesomeness of Jesus Christ, when God heals a person from scores they don't have you don't see no trace of what he has forgiven us or what he has taken out of our life he mends them he cleanses them he peer oh god come on somebody you need a god of grace and you need a god of mercy and you need a god of forgiveness in your life dwelling in your life moving in your life every day that you live i'm speaking to somebody in this place this morning hallelujah there are people under the sound of my voice. You've been cut. You've been broken. 
you have scourged to prove of it. Accepting the Lord's forgiveness, forgiveness, it allows us to live a free life from bitterness. Come on. Forgiving people, it frees you from living a bitter life. Have you ever met bitter people? Mean people. Come on. Nothing you can do, nothing I can do, nothing we can say will be good enough. Mean. Just point blank mean. Never have anything good to say about nobody, not even their own children. And we will, when we let that root of bitterness in our heart, believe me, even church folks, you can't say, hey, there are some of you have let bitterness in your heart. You don't even have nothing good to say about your own pastor anymore. Come on, you don't have nothing good to say about even your own family anymore. Come on, it's a root of bitterness, and it's evil, but it don't only destroy you, Dad and Mom. It destroys your children and all of those around you. Why can't we live a happy, free life? Come on, I am a free man in this church. That's the reason why I can worship God the way I choose. I can praise Him the way I choose. Nothing has me bound. I am a free man. Jesus says, whoever the Son set free, you are free indeed. I don't want to live in bitterness. I want to live free. I say, I don't want to live in bitterness. It's not a good place to be. Amen. What's taking over our world today? Anger. Strife. Come on. Murder. Just because you sit on a Pentecostal pew, that don't make you safe. It's what you allow in here would make you safe. The more Jesus, the safer you are. Oh, you're not listening to me just because you're Holy Ghost filled and you've been buried in the lovely name of Jesus Christ. You still got to keep your heart right and your spirit right. Just a couple of years ago, right here in St. Landry Parish, a young man, his, his dad was a pastor and still a pastor for many, many years. This kid sat on an apostolic pew all of his life. He just went to prison, what, seven months ago because of murder. Shot his best friend. So you better believe we better search this heart. We need to pray for this heart every day. I'll pray for me every day. I grab my bottle on. I'll pray for Coral Beard. God, don't let nothing in my heart. God, don't let nothing in my spirit. God, don't let nothing that's not pleasing to you in my life. Crank me up, Bubba. It's all right to pray for yourself. You can even have a Holy Ghost shout down praying for yourself. Well, that's crazy. Oh, really? That's not crazy. That's Bible. <laughs> he said to encourage yourselves in the Lord. Sometimes I don't have you guys to encourage me. Well, most, some of you wants to. Ain't no way, Pastor. You preached a good service this morning. Oh, Pastor, you said this, you said that. That's a bunch of hogwash. Won't you take the word and let the seed grow and flourish in your life where you can walk in this church and say, my eyes are blindfolded this morning. I walked in the house of God to worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I'm not looking to 
my left. I'm not looking to my right. I'm not looking at my brother. I'm not looking at God. I'm looking at Jesus. The altar and the finisher of my faith. I wonder what would happen if we would quit complaining and start worshiping him with that same breath. It's amazing what a little praising can do in each and every one of our lives. Woo! I feel like preaching and I feel like passing. I feel like teaching. Ain't no, oh God, I'm just, I just feel something. Bitter people, <laughs> they'll cut you. They'll cut you. They'll hurt you. Be careful with them. But hear me. God don't want us to live in, in bitterness. <laughs> you know, we, play, we sing that old country song, Somebody Done Me Wrong, Son, quite too often. We to put some Jesus songs in our mind. I'm free. <laughs> Thank God I'm free from this whole world of sin. I've been washed by the blood. Woo! You need to exchange some of your music that's trying to take you out. You take a country song and you, pay, you play it backwards, you know what you get? You get mom home, you get dad home, even the dogs come home. It's always about somebody done me wrong or somebody doing somebody else's wrong. But it's what we feed the mind, it's what we feed the heart. It's what's going to grow. The more of Jesus I feed it, the more I'm going to want to act like Jesus, the more I'm going to want to talk like Jesus, the, may, the more I'm going to want to walk like Jesus. The, oh, hallelujah. The more I'm going to want to pray like Jesus. Woo! Now, they got these kind of people in the world and also in the churches. That they have nothing good. They just complain, 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 complain. You get tired of that Hogwarts. <laughs> you know, you ask them how, you, how they doing, and an hour and a half later you regret that you did. Oh, my God, why even ask them how they doing? No, seriously. Living in freedom. If you're not happy... Even being filled with the Holy Ghost, something's wrong. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Come on, the joy of the Lord is my hope. The joy of the Lord is my tomorrow and my future. That's why the word says, nothing formed against me shall prosper. Come on, if I let the Lord fight my battles, if you let the Lord fight your battles, victory, oh, I said victory, shall be ours. Come on, somebody. Come on, when you take your problems and you put them in your hands, you make a mess. But when you take your problems and you put it in the master's hands, he makes a masterpiece out of it. That's why some of us can shout and say, if you only knew where I came from, you would be worshiping and praising my Jesus too. Because God, mm, mm, living in freedom, nothing like it. I say nothing like it. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 
I would pray this year that everybody under the sound of my voice, if you attend this church, that you would get baptized with joy, peace, and power this year. The joy of the Lord, the peace of the Holy Ghost, and the power of God to overcome anything in your life. Mm, I don't know what I'm, who I'm talking to, but I'm talking to somebody in this service this morning. I pray that, hey, before I'm finished, that some of you really run through this, to this altar with your hands lifted up and say, God, I'm tired of being defeated. I'm ready for victory today. Over everything, over every spirit, over anything that's trying to destroy me and take me out. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. God, you're worthy. Come on, let's just worship him just for a few minutes. God, take it out of me. Don't leave it within me, Lord. I want to be a free person in this place this morning. I want to walk with liberty. I want to walk with power, God. I want to be delivered in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus prayed out. He prayed on the cross while they were killing him. Come on, they drug him through the streets and they spit on him. They slapped him. They mocked him. They done everything they could do. But listen what he does. This is his reaction through it all. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. You know what he was saying? And when people talk about us and they ridicule us and they drag our names in the mud, this is what we need to say. Father, forgive them. Come on. Think about a person that hurts you right now and lift your hands and say, God, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Come on, that's the attitude that God wants us to adopt this year. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. You know what he was saying? He says, God, he says they are just sinners, and they are doing what sinners do best. They sin. Come on, they are just flesh. They are just flesh, and flesh does crazy things when it's out of control. Come on, this thing does stupid stuff, crazy stuff, when it's out of control. Well, I don't know what's wrong with so-and-so. They didn't talk to me this morning. I think they're mad at me. I think they're mad at me. Conception. It destroys a lot of people. Be careful with that spirit, because it's so easily for it to get a hold to your spirit and make you lose out with the greatest thing in life. Number one, church. Number two, heaven. So be careful. And I tell people all that. I tell them this all the time. Be careful which voice you're listening to. <laughs> He's still a kind artist. He's still great at what he does. And that's deceiving people. With voices, that's not even God's. Some of you under the sound of my voice right now, you are being deceived by other voices. Let me tell you something, baby. If you think the grass is greener on the other side, go ahead and go. But I can promise you this, 99.9% of the time, when you get to the other side, it's going to be burnt grass. You know why I never uprooted 
church every time we had a problem in church because I knew people were going to be people. Wherever I go would be the same. So if you can't make it right here, friend, you can run to, uh, to Canada. You can run overseas. It's going to follow you. Until we make it right with God, make it right with one another, repent of it, and turn, change, forgive, let go. If you're looking for a perfect church, I'm going to give you great advice. If you find it, don't go, because once you get there, it won't be perfect anymore. Come on, can I get an amen? Come on, somebody. Because there's no perfect people. <laughs> Woo! I'm talking about living Living in freedom. Bound. Bound by spirits. Bitterness, jealousy, envy, hatred. You name it and the list goes on. Bound by those spirits. Even as we call ourselves Christians. Shame on us. Shame on us. If you can't live for God with this little amount of pressure, so little amount of pressure, don't think you're going to live for Jesus when it's truly, really going to get worse. And you don't think it will? You better have another thought. It ain't going to get any better. The only hope we have is in Jesus. Come on, the only hope we have is in church, is in living for God. That's our only hope. There's nothing, I, there's nothing that I would ever see any glimpse of hope on, out of these four walls. That's why he said, Sister Brittany, taste and see that God is good. And once you taste and see that God is good, hey, look, go to the woman at the well. And God begins to talk to this woman, hey, lady, if you drink from this well, you're going to thirst again. But if you drink from the water that I want to give you, you shall never thirst again. And then she starts to say, oh, who you are? You know, hey, God knows everything about us. She said, well, why don't you go to your husband, get your husband, say, uh, I ain't got no husband. He said, oh, really? He said, no, you ain't got a husband. You got five. And the one you're living with right now is not even your husband. So God knows everything about us. Come on, he knows what he's doing. He's know what he's, he knows exactly where he wants us to go. If we are willing to be led by his spirit, not the spirits, but his spirit. There's spirits all around us, and you better be careful, sir. That's why I'm a firm believer that they are truly are demon-possessed people. And if you ever see me dealing with demon-possessed, a demon-possessed possessed person, and if you don't have the Holy Ghost, the only thing I'm going to tell you is exit out the front door. Because once that person is free from that spirit, it's looking for somebody else to go and dwell in. And if you're not full of Jesus, you're exactly what he's looking for. Mm. Come on, I'm giving you Bible today. It'd be almost, this is true, living for God. This is how I feel. This is how I put it, Sister Melissa, Melissa, living for God. I would be a total idiot, a total idiot that I would be married with my wife for 42 years. And I know the princess that she is. 
And for me to leave her and go shack up with somebody else that I don't know, it's almost like the same thing being full of the Holy Ghost. Leaving the Holy Ghost for something that's not even worth it. Come on, I know what I got there, and I know what I got here. So why trade what I got for anything that the world has? Because they have nothing. Mm. Mm. My, the day I want to see in this church that every one of you under the sound of my voice that never experienced the Holy Ghost, the true Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, can't wait for that day that God fills you with the Holy Ghost and you leave this place shouting, I am free. Come on, there ain't, oh God, there ain't nothing, my, there ain't nothing greater than being free. Hmm. Amen. Free. Nothing like it. We, make, we mistake forgiveness for forgetfulness. Mix those things up. Some hurts are so deep, we will never forget them, Sister Linda Paul. They're so deep, we will never forget them. But let me tell you what helps. The more time you spend with Jesus, the more healing you're going to get. Come on, time in Jesus truly heals. Hey, I, I, there's some things that happened to me as a child I don't even remember. Because I forgave, just like Jesus would have done, and I on, not only forgave, I forgot. What's been forgiven by Christ is also, also forgotten by Christ. When all our sins, when we were buried in the lovely name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of our sins, all those sins you ever committed were washed away. Now, this is the danger of from when you are baptized. And when you fall back into sin, we do have an advocate with the Father. We can go to Jesus at any time and ask for forgiveness. But anything that you commit after your newborn birth experience will be reminded one day to you. After your new birth experience, that's why we got to work hard to keep our minds right. We got to work hard to keep our spirit right because we don't want to fall into temptation. The Bible says, hey, shun, resist. If you resist, come on somebody, if you resist the devil long enough, he'll get the hint. But if you keep on falling into the same old trap and the same old sin every day of your life, it seems to me like you like what you're doing. You're enjoying your sinful life. But remember this, sin is only for a season. Hey, I quit smoking 30 but I can wind up with lung cancer. Amen. People that out of people have relationship out of your marriage. It may not catch up with you today, but sin will catch up with you sooner or later. Amen. But if you're not free in your spirit, you're going to be bound to every spirit. And God don't want us bound to every spirit. He wants us free.
because that's how he made us, to be free. We sung a song over here last week, Sister Melissa Daniel. We sung an awesome song. And look, that song really moved me. This little fat boy wanted to worship. Uh, freedom. 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 You know what I'm saying? No more shackles. Help me, Sismo. No more shackles. No more chains. No more what? Whatever. <laughs> no more bondage. I am free. <laughs> so, as I'm studying for this message, the Lord gives me two new verses. Listen at them. Y'all ready? I'm not going to sing them. I'm just going to just. No more hating. No more strife. No more jealousy. No more pride. I am free. Mm -mm. No more unforgiveness. No more shame. Shame. No more hurting. No more pain. I am free. Come on, somebody. I am free. And that's what happens when you let the Holy Ghost get a hold to you. You begin to become free. Nothing like being free. We got to desire it more than life even itself. itself. Mm. I am riding one day with a pastor. And this spirit could get a hold to anybody. If you're willing to let this spirit get a hold to you, it can and it will. I'm riding with a one God apostolic tongue-talking pastor for all people. And he made this statement. It like floored me. And I'm thinking to myself, man, I don't even need to be riding in this truck with you. I'm scared the Lord is going to strike both of us dead. But I can remember his pastor making a statement. He tells me a story of a man in his community that cut him deep stole from him, lied to him, you name it. And he goes on with the story and he says, and this devil calls me to pick him up and bring him to a revival that someone was having in another church. Devil used to pick this man up and bring him to church that God may deliver him and set him free. Something got a hold of me. God, don't ever let me hold that kind of spirit as being a pastor in my heart to hate people enough to see them die and burn in hell for eternity. And I looked this pastor up. I said, what in the world has gotten a hold of you? He said, what do you mean to have that kind of heart to not love that person? But Jesus says it like this, though. How can you say you love me who you have not seen and hate those that you rub shoulders with every day? You know, when you forgive people, you're not setting them free. You're actually setting yourself free. Come on, you said in the man or the woman that you look at in the mirror free. 
And if Jesus, oh God Almighty, can look on the cross at all the sinners and say, and they look at the thief and say, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Remember when people mock you or try to break you or try to hurt you? Remember, it's not the person. It's the sin that's in the person. That's why you got to hate their sin but love the person. Come on, somebody. Well, I forgive everybody. That's a bunch of hogwash. I wish to God we can actually say we forgive everybody. But down deep, we know in our hearts that we still hold resentment or hurt, hold hurt to other people. Now, this is forgiveness. This, if you say you forgive people, this is truly, this is the picture of forgiveness. Stand up, Brother Brent Landry. Now, just come in the aisle right here. Right there, don't come any closer. I'll grab my oil and anoint you. Brother Brendan, he didn't. Example. Brother Brendan done me wrong. He done talked about me. He done talked about my family. You did. I'm just saying this as a, uh, but anyhow. Don't get all crazy, okay? You want me to pull out that karate, boy? But anyhow. He done talked about, he done talked about my family. He talked about my wife. He even tried to shoot my best friend, my dog. He done everything he could. But one day I meet him at the, on the street and I say, hey, Brother Brent, I forgive you. And I go on my way. Oh, hold, let me back up. At church, then a Holy Ghost moving service, God gets a hold to us and conviction hits our life. And then we say, ooh, pastor preached on forgiveness today, so I better forgive the people that I don't like. Some of you would have to go around the whole church. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But it's good. But then again, he, I asked him for forgiveness because the Spirit of the Lord was moving on me. God wanted me to forgive him. But truly, I spoke it out of my mouth, but I meant nothing in my heart. I put on a good show. So next week, I'm going to town. I see Brother Brent now. He's at, he's at O'Reilly's, and he's down the aisle shopping. And I look over there, and I said, huh? That's Brent Landry, that low-down, cheating, lying rattlesnake. Now, remember, Sunday I forgave him with my lips. <laughs> but it's so far from the heart. So, okay, Brother Brent, man, that is Brent Landry over there. Man, let me see if I can't go to, down the other aisle and let me see if I can't pick up some trash. <laughs> Come on, let me pick you up. I'm just joking. <laughs> So, so I forgave him, no bubble. Last Sunday at church, I put on a beautiful show. I made the picture look so good. But did I forgive him? I'm running from him. This is forgiveness. When I asked him Sunday during church, in church, when I see him on the street, what I'm going to do? Brother Brent, <laughs> where's your knives? Where's your knives? I don't want one in my back. No, I'm just joking. That's true forgiveness. Now, this is what we mess up. We ask for forgiveness during a powerful church service, and then right after service, we back jiving. It's so far from the heart. Jesus said, you're a snare.
prepared by the words you speak. But more than the words we speak, your action speaks louder. You may sit. Let me help you. Dogs get mad, not humans. Oh, we shouldn't. I wonder what would happen in our churches if we truly learn how to forgive. Truly learn how to forgive. And the reason why you can never get above things or never get past things or never move to the next level where God is wanting to bring you is because you live in a defeated life. But you're the only person that can unlock your own jail cell to freedom. I want to say a story before I close. And some of you heard the story. But I want to paint a picture of forgiveness to you and I today. Two young gentlemen that was raised in the same neighborhood. Best friends from grade school. Best friends at each other's houses every night, having great times, playing games, talking, riding bikes, just having the time of their life. But at the age of 15 years old in the same neighborhood, they started carrying guns around. And one of the best friends took a gun and point blank shot his best friend, killed him dead. But this mother of this child that was murdered knew this other boy truly who he really was. She knew him enough, enough by hanging around with him. She knew somewhere on the inside of this murder there's a beautiful heart that's hidden. But he picked up spirits along the way that drove him to kill his best friend. Spirits get a hold of church people and you kill your best friends at church who you sit side by side with every Sunday. Amen. I learned a long time ago, Sister Shirley, if I ain't got something good to say about you, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. We better off. Boy got sentenced. He was 15 years old, 14, 15 years old. He went to a boy's home until he was old enough to go to prison. But from the moment this kid hit that boy's home, that mother went to visit him. And her first words were this, I forgive you for killing my only son. You're a picture of forgiveness. God has to work on this pastor. He spends his years in prison 
the day he got out on probation, she met him there, picked him up. And somewhere in that time, she adopted the murder of her son to become her stepson. And when I heard this story, I could only cry. God, work on me. God, work on me. I'm so far from true forgiveness. Let's stand. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it changes and impacts your life for days to come. If you would like to connect with us further, give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash Centerpoint Pentecostal Church or just search Centerpoint Pentecostal Church on Facebook. If you would like to join one of our services in person, the service times and address are in the podcast description. Thank you and God bless, and we hope to see you on the next episode.